Okay, so I read this article in the Herald Sun today, and um, what it's saying is that on, on February the 26th, which is uh, 10 days away, the Melbourne Victory Soccer Club is going to have a, a, a pride round, and uh, the players will wear, you know, some sort of rainbow LGBTQI-type uh, insignia on their, on their soccer shirts. That's all okay. If as an adult you choose to do it, that's fine. Although it does get controversial because in some sports like rugby league and like rugby union and uh, basketball, when players have been asked to wear pride jumpers, some of them have said, no, we don't want to do it. I do have an objection, though, to what is going apparently going to happen at half time. So a whole bunch of little kids, age six or seven, have been asked to play in a half-time match, like the you know Auskick-type games we have in Australian rules football. And apparently they also will have to wear Pride T-shirts. Joining us on the line now, Pride Cup Australia's CEO, James Lollicato. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Tom. How are you? Well, I'm good. So, so what is the Pride Cup as it pertains to the Melbourne victory? What is it trying to achieve? Yeah, so realistically, when we look at this, uh, the concept of Pride Cups, so we run Pride Cups with 555 clubs across the country, and 80% of the games that we run are with regional and rural communities. And as of late, we have seen a few um, mainstream or elite-level sporting organisations take this on board. And the aim of these is really to look at one thing. It's to break down the statistics that we see in the mental health and well-being deficits of the LGBTI community because we know that sport can be a powerful tool for change. We've seen it recently with Hakeem Alaribi. We've seen it with the Dreamtime at the G round and what that can achieve for the rights of individuals and how sport can be that powerful bastion for change. And what we want to do is utilise sport and the power of sport to help change those mental health and wellbeing deficits for the LGBTI community that are so prevalent. Okay, and I think, you know, as an adult or maybe even teenagers can probably look at that and say, do I want to participate or do I not? But is it appropriate at the halftime of this game to have six- and seven-year-old kids also wearing pride jumpers? I mean, kids that age don't really understand the issue, and nor nor do they understand what it's all about. What I want to talk about now is the issue of homophobic and transphobic language. Now, that issue doesn't start at ages 16 or 18 or when you're an adult. That homophobic language is so prevalent in our sporting communities, in PE classes, even in sport, and we heard it all at that age. So getting young people involved, and this is an opt-in process. They can choose to be involved in this game or they're more than well uh, more than allowed to play in any other game of their choice. Yeah, this but, is but, just but, one, one of 26 rounds, Tom. Sure, I know. And I, what we're asking is that that we're trying to change the way that we look at sport and that we use the language that is so discriminatory to our community. Okay, I get that. But but, but these are six- and seven-year-old kids. I don't know if you've had, you've had kids yourself, but, I mean, kids that age don't understand these things. Yes, homophobic language probably does get used at later ages, but six and seven is, is, is simply too young. Trying to push a, a pride jumper to emphasise your point of view onto kids that age, I, I just think is wrong. And if you've got a kid, for example, who's been told, wow, you can play in the soccer game, you'll play at half-time at Amy Park, you know, the Melbourne Victory game, there'll be 20,000 people there, the kid will say, wow, fabulous. And then the parents who might feel uncomfortable about the pride jumper have to t- say to the kid, oh, you can't play now. I mean, I, don't you think that's too young for them to be trying to support or not support an issue like this? So I want to talk about this in two ways. So firstly is I started my career off as a youth counsellor. So I'm extremely lucky and also I feel a little bit burdened to have heard the stories of kids these age. 
kids that have same-sex parents, kids that have different families than what we're probably used to seeing, kids that haven't felt safe or comfortable to come along with their parents to games for the very first time. And then I look at it from the other way is there's also 25 other rounds and those 25 other rounds that aren't in support of specifically this community, they're also able to be part of. So this isn't about banning them or not or forcing them to wear something. This is about those who want to participate because they might have same-sex parents, because they might be questioning their own sexual or just because they want to do what's right for the community and help with the overall aspect of what the Pride Cup is, they can be involved in this one game. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, the issue is, though, even in adult sport, it causes problems. I mean, there was a round last year in, in the in the rugby league where the Manly Sea Eagles players were told a few days before a game, oh, you'll be wearing some Pride jumpers this weekend. And several of them who I think were the, from the more religious side of things said, no, we're not going to do it. And mm-hmm. Manly lost that game. They didn't play. Um, there was the, the Cairns Taipans. They played against Melbourne United and they were told that they had to wear pride jumpers or, or shirts and they said no. Um, of mm-hmm. course, it was Israel Falas. So it, it, it's controversial even for adults. I just, I just think asking six and seven-year-old kids what they think, I just think they're, they're, they're too young. Again, we're not asking what they think. We're asking uh, young people to be involved if this is what they feel comfortable with and this is how they want to engage. But they're six, but we, James. They're six years old. They're six. They're not young people. They're, they're little kids. Six years old from that could be part of a population that not only we saw just over the weekend a young 16-year-old who was stabbed to death by her peers, highly likely to be motivated by transphobia, but also we know that only 6% of young LGBTI people are involved in a team sport. And that's because of that fear of discrimination or homophobia. And that language starts very early on. Again, they don't have to be involved in this game. And this is an opt-in process for all. And that's the biggest difference with those games that you just mentioned is they weren't opt-in processes. They hadn't been dialogued or talked to with the teams. And they didn't understand the awareness of it. Throughout this whole development of the A-League's Pride Celebration and the A-League's Pride Cup, this has always been an opt-in process. So players, fans can choose to come down and celebrate. The guest performers can choose to celebrate in the way that they want and who they want. And just as such, those young kids and their parents can choose to be involved with this or choose to be involved in one of the 25 other rounds that are happening, which they're more than welcome to be involved in as well. All right, thank you for your time. James Lollicato there, Pride Cup Australia's CEO. Um, look, I don't have a problem with if the league wants to have a Pride Cup, that's fine. If the adult players and supporters and whatever want to wear their Pride gear, I just think telling a group of six and seven-year-olds that if they want to participate, they have to wear it too. I just think they're too young.